0: Vision is clear. It's time to change healthcare, have no fear, today is the day, this is the hour, together you know we've got the power, drop the silos, we're all the same team, patients, doctors, nurses, tech and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the Healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare, and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, it's all you out there in the healthcare rat posse. What's new? What's new? Uh, we got Peter B here. What's going on?
2: What's up, Jared? What's up?
1: What's new in your world, Peter?
2: It's about that time now where, uh, well, we know if you've been listening to this podcast, well, I'm, I'm kind of a baseball freak. So pitchers and catchers report in the middle of uh, February. So I'm pretty excited about that. And of course, being at ground zero for spring training and my uh, Milwaukee Brewers coming back into town is pretty exciting, but um you know, lots of stuff, been very busy. The 2019 plans, are strategic plans are underway. So that feels good. And uh, you know, it's, it's all good, it's all good. How about you?
1: Oh, I'm really wishing I could be in Wisconsin about now, you know, to experience yeah. negative 45. You know? Well, you know, they just did
2: get 14 inches of snow, so it has never felt better to be in Phoenix at this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like you say, we always get our due, you know, June, July, August, so you know, oh, yeah. we'll rub it in our faces, but man, this time of year, hmm.
2: Yes, I did I did uh, write a Facebook post yesterday, I, and I, I did put that in there because I, I can't be that guy that just says, you know, it can't just go one way. So I said, feeling a little entertained by all the uh, – preschool closings and the, and the knowledge that you guys are, you know, in my home state's going to get 14 inches of snow, but I said, I'll get mine in mid July or early August. Cause it's going to get to 115, 120 in the shade or so.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it is, it's all relative. It, it all comes back, you know, winter pays for summer, that kind of thing. So exactly, exactly. Life, you know, <laughs> you're getting kind of Zen today already. I know. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, yeah maybe we should just keep on let's keep on our roll here let's let's see if we can stay zen a little bit because we're going to talk about expectations and measurement so you know things that always lead us to feeling zen okay maybe not so much actually yeah so uh perfect Maybe, maybe not perfect topic so hey let's move into our rap battle
0: rap battle
1: battle is where we challenge assumptions about healthcare things have been holding it back things have been it's the way that we've done things before and uh, now we we're looking at how do we change that how has it been holding back especially marketing and technology, which are two of the main ways that healthcare really gets out there to the people it feels like these days. So you know, let's talk about that a little bit because our our topic today that we're gonna challenge is about measurement and expectations. And we're gonna discuss, I don't know if there's a conclusion here one way or the other, uh, but we wanna discuss whether there's a downside to measuring everything and whether that really helps us meet all the expectations that have to do with that. So we think about, uh, Peter, we think about digital and everything that we have to measure now. And does that help us? Of course it does. You know, we were just chatting earlier, you and I were, about how this is still a better question to ask than uh, should we measure things? We all know the answer to that. There, Things have evolved from that question. And I don't think anyone, hopefully, who's a professional, <laughs> asks that question anymore. It's really the, the fact of how much do we measure? How often and how do we share that and how do we package it up and what do we gain from it and what do we do as a result? So, I, I think those are all the right questions, but then it can lead to accumu- an accumulation of an expectation that from everyone, especially in senior leadership, you know, that, you know, once they realize, you know, we're measuring everything. The expectation is that everything is going to have a point where you can optimize it and lead to better business results. And you know, in the case of a hospital or health system, or a, yeah, or a medical device or health supplier company, that's going to be yeah, either more patients or more doctors, more healthcare professionals purchasing your your product, so more more customers, more patient volume, and. A lot of times, you know, let's think about, you know, a single social media post, an organic post. Realistically, is every social media post going to lead directly to more business? No, no, it's not. not. So there's still a point where a lot of what we do day to day just needs to happen for the sake of branding, for the sake of keeping our digital footprint out there, maintaining and managing our reputation and our online brand, and a lot of those efforts, they might be able to be measured and there are engagement components of them, but when does that become too much? And when do we set that up to uh, when do we set that up for failure really by measuring too much? What do you think, Peter? You bring up a lot of great points and this is this is like one
2: of those questions that you climb up a gigantic snow mountain, you know, to a Sherpa that or Sherpa that's, you know, at the top of the mountain and uh, you ask them these heavy questions, in all seriousness, it is one of those kind of ongoing questions. And I think it really does depend on the industry that you're in. As we were speaking, you know, again, before the the podcast, I think a lot of it depends on, are you a, a company that has a widget that, you know, you can look at direct correlation between when you put out a new product and you're, you know, doing social media sales and you can see your product spiking via sales because of the social media outreach that you've done, the campaign that you've done or your, you know, so the sales cycle is directly attributed to the promotion, so to speak. I challenge, I think what we have to ask ourselves is the question is, is what measurements are important to the executives of the C-suite or the the people that matter wherever you are. And I think in hospitals, I think that's something that is still being bandied about. Like I I think there are some hospitals that and health systems that feel like for their efforts, they want to see a direct correlation to business outcomes. Whereas some don't care about that. And then there's kind of those hybrids where there's, there's a little bit of both. My sense of this is that when we talk about even breaking it down to the minutia of one single post, in my career, even just recently, when you can do a post simply on a, an accolade that a physician may have attained in your organization or your health system or a hospital, I've seen this directly happen where we, we've put out a post, put maybe you know $50 behind it in some kind of a boost format, this is a post about a physician getting a certain accolade, a certain accreditation for the area that um, that she oversees. Normally, you would never think that that post would elicit business or that kind of that uh, business outcome, or a heads in bed, or a head in bed. But in this particular instance, there were two comments that came up that said, "I'm definitely taking my kid to this particular doctor based on this post," and then there were about three posts within or three comments in there as well where people were tagging other people my assumption is that those are people that have kids that are are suffering from that particular area where that doctor has now been accredited or has gotten a better some kind of an accolade or an accreditation so even the these kinds of posts where they're kind of horn-blowing posts or things like that i mean these can turn into potential new patient acquisitions. Now I will also say that this particular doctor and the area that she was gained accreditation is not a one and done kind of care. This is an area where a patient would need to come multiple times where it's, it's something that this is a patient that will be with us for a while. And you know, so you look at when you really break it down, Jared, when you break it down and you say, okay, I put $50, $100 on this post, that's seemingly innocuous in terms of its content. It's, it doesn't seem like it's a, a patient acquisition post, but yet we might have anywhere from zero to five patient acquisitions based on this post, based on what I'm seeing in the comments. And that well pays for the $50 or $100 that I've put on this post. I think sometimes you need to look at it from a little bit different angle. And I, I don't know that executives oftentimes will, will see those, those angles, so to speak.
0: I'm a healthcare marketing leader. You see, I've got so many systems going on, you think i won the lottery. But our materials come from so many sources. When we try to innovate, it only forces me to shake my head. Instead, it's what I dread. It's like I said, I'm always fixing legal and brand and AP, y'all. Come on, can I consolidate? Is there a partner for me? Express Docs takes a load off your shoulders by creating a hub for all your marketing materials that's easy for your clinic managers, service line admins, and others to use. Just imagine a single workflow where all your direct mail postcards, rat cards, posters, business cards, flyers, brochures, patient handbooks, promotional products, and apparel are all in one spot. Well, that's Express Docs. Order today and have it tomorrow for most items. Visit bit.ly slash healthcarewrap3. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number three today. Download a case study or request a demo to learn more and receive a free healthcare wrap stainless steel tumbler. That's right, go to bit.ly slash healthcarewrap3 for more about Express Docs. Tell your whole crew.
1: It's kind of double-edged, right? So that's the good example where a post really does lead to a measurable result is the expectation that that's going to happen every time. And if not, you know, what, where does it come down to? How does that break down with our communication with our stakeholders? I think there's you know, probably three questions I would ask to help avoid the problem of too high of expectations simply because we're measuring things. And the first one would be whether we really know what data points are more important for us to measure. Right. Like you were alluding to Peter, you know not every data point is is going to make a difference you know sometimes i I wonder even things like a like a sentiment analysis, you know how many of you know the breakdown on you know just take Facebook, right, all the different reactions, happy, sad, like love, haha, surprise, or wow, or whatever they are, you know whatever they are this week you know the, that right. breakdown sometimes and like how much do we really need to know that and is it because we had 23 wows this week compared to 78 wows last week did that really make a business difference probably not you know it depends on what the business goal is but i would think for most of healthcare probably not so how how far are we drilling down i mean from from what i saw you know trying to Really distribute and, and, and educate a whole team on the value of the analytics and measurement that was being provided to them. There's always a saturation point where where we always kind of start shutting down, and we're like, yeah, that's that's enough. Like that's enough data for me. That those are that's enough numbers for me. And I'm sure they're important somehow, but I really don't have the time to figure that out right now. Right. So that has to do with you know let's let's start with a reasonable number of measuring of data points to measure. So that first question would be, yeah, do we know which data points are more important? Uh, the second question I would ask is: Have we given ourselves enough time to validate those results? So, are we giving up on a tactic or a, or a campaign too soon because you know those the, those results weren't delivered in the first week? You know, I I know very few digital campaigns in healthcare. Again, you know, you know, if we're selling sneakers or bottles of wine or something, then yeah, you can see results immediately. Not so much you know, when you're when you're working for a hospital healthcare system, a health IT system, you know, trying to sell an EHR, for instance, man, that is a that is one of the most complex cells on the planet. So yeah. one tactic here or there is not going to yield that result that you can just wave like a banner, you know, over your head. So have have you given yourselves enough time? And that has to do very much with the marketing plan, with the the expectation setting from the get-go. And a very few Campaigns in in this realm that are less than a at the very least you know a three month window I'd probably you know make that more like a six to nine to twelve month window to say here's where we can validate here's where we can measure things that are actual business results so while All that's right. changing you know we we have other data points to look at but you know think about you know have we given ourselves enough time because the the flip side of that is if we're giving up on tactics too soon and we're like, yeah, we tried that before, you know, we tried Instagram swipe up ads and they just didn't work. And they're like, how long did you try them for? Try them for a week and we put like a hundred bucks into them. <laughs> you know, you know, like yeah. it's they're false premises that we base other marketing decisions on. So it's kind of like dominoes that start falling. Once we, if we give ourselves some data that's really not that valid or you can't really, you know extrapolate to to another timeline and it's starting to sound like my college uh, stats class so i'll stop doing that but
2: no uh, I, I agree with you i mean i think that the key here is and you said it and i love it i'm just going to reiterate it is that this falls into those expectations that expectations bucket if you will and it's in that marketing plan I think it's incumbent upon the, and I'm talking to this one is very specific now to the, to the healthcare marketers and the brand managers that are out there. And this is where you show your prowess and you show your expertise as the subject matter expert, not only in marketing, but where you can show your expertise, where you can cross over from being a marketer to a healthcare marketer. And, you know, I, this is that, that idea that, you know your book of business. So if you're, if you're marketing epilepsy and, you're, and you have a, you have a gigantic neuro program, there are very strict clinical protocols that need to be enforced that have a huge impact on whether or not the marketing of that particular program will be successful or not. I mean, we've talked about it before. There's someone needs to fail two medications before they are even a candidate for surgery for epilepsy. If you're marketing a type of surgery, you're already in probably a six to eight month window here where they might still be in trying the different medications. I mean, they might be trying a ketogenic diet. They might be trying a number of different reasons or different particular ways to treat it before they make that decision. And on top of that, it's not instant decision either because let's be honest, choosing brain surgery for yourself or for a for a, a loved one or a family member or a child is not something you hit you can just snap your finger and be like yeah i'm cool with that i'm cool with brain surgery let's just jump right in there's a, an, a amount of research that you probably do on your own there's the word of mouth stuff that we've talked about before so there is a long lead period and i think it's highly important that as a healthcare marketer you understand those things and you make those things fully aware in your marketing plan so that no one is under the assumption that a week or a month or, you know, two months is is going to elicit any kind of measurable results. So I'm very happy you brought that second point up. So I just wanted to kind of key in on that and detail that out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. And that's a great example of it.
0: Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Hey, we have a new exclusive giveaway from our partners, True North Custom. We're giving a branded infographic to healthcare app listeners. This is a $1,500 value. This digital asset can be used to promote key service lines as well as provide your communities with engaging health and wellness information. It can be shared via your blog, social media, and other channels. Visit bit.ly slash healthcarewrap2 today. That's bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number two to select your free infographic from the True North Custom Library. It's time for you to spread the awesome. Remember bit.ly slash healthcarewrap and the number two? Tell your whole crew. The
1: third question goes along with that. It's kind of the result of the first two this is the you know the the third question I would ask is, you know have we sufficiently communicated to all the stakeholders so that the expectations are fair? I feel like right off the bat, you know if if we it, it's always the you know under and over deliver, but even that part gets pretty complex when you're talking about what to expect. For us to be able to list out, you know off the top of our heads, I think we could easily list out seventy or eighty different things to measure with with digital. like just talking web, web traffic and social media engagement. We could probably brainstorm 70 or 80 different data points. And I've seen, you know, the eyes glaze over when we start sharing a really detailed report with somebody of what all those points are and what the insights are. So right off the bat, instead of saying, look at all the things we have to measure, you know, what if it's, you know, we've already looked at that. Here are the ones we've narrowed down. Here are the things like, here, here's the realistic view. I mean, it doesn't help us to be unrealistic about things. We're challenging ourselves with this goal or objective, but the fact is, you know, we might not hit this exact number right here. You know, here's what our expectation is. Here's the timeline for it. What I've learned is that it usually takes more than one time. It's, it's usually more than emailing a slide deck to somebody and saying, hey, uh, check the slide deck, all the numbers are in there. You know the. The way in which we communicate those expectations and re-communicate them and continually throughout a campaign is just as important. I can't tell you how many times it's happened where, you know, you get a nod, you get a buy-in, you get approval for a campaign, and it, it might be a long term campaign and by the end of it all those stakeholders seem to have they're busy, they're doing other things too, so they can't even recall what those objectives were. All they know is that hey, we're marketing that thing and it's supposed to, you know, explode or it's supposed to go viral or it's supposed to, you know, jump our boost our business results by X percent. When you may not have ever said that X percent, it may have been something different. So just being aware that communicating them once and especially communicating a lot of data all at once, for most stakeholders, it, it's at the end of the day, not going to help you establish those expectations correctly. So just be prepared for that as part of the campaign is to continue send reminders and not just like I said, these really big reports, you know, can you pull out literally in the email three to five takeaways. Hey, here are things we learned and here's some, uh, some things we're actually ready to tweak a little bit. Now we were going to wait till later, but these things we're actually, we want to try A-B testing this thing now. So we're going to try a couple of different subject lines or whatever it is. So, that third question just being how do we communicate sufficiently, I've seen how that helps as well, setting expectations. We're looking at
2: this graphically, these these three points. That is that perfect bridge point to come back to, again, it's, it's very circular, back to, okay, what what's important? What measurements are important? And, you know, it just keeps going around and around and around. And, and in this situation, that's a good thing. These three points are key in this orbit, if you will, of what is successful or what does success look like when we're talking about measuring? And really a lot of it is we're talking, we're using a lot of examples in social media because it is that kind of that great kind of pioneering thing that a lot of people are still, it's been, it seems like it's been around for a long time, but it's, it's kind of that that ultimate mystery of, you know, is it working, do you need to do it? Does it bring in business, you know? And again, I wanna just be clear that the mystery is, is, I'm speaking in the, in those kinds of industries that don't have those direct correlations to business outcomes, you know, those widgets, those uh, shampoo or, you know, cars or whatever it happens to be. I'm talking more of that kind of the
1: altruistic
2: kind of, you know, nebulous kinds of things like healthcare, <laughs> where you're, it's, right. it's really hard to measure, you know.
1: I think you're right. We, we tend to focus on social media. One reason might be that it tends to be what's in front of most stakeholders and most teams and most senior leaders you know either them or their kids are telling them about what they saw on instagram or or wherever else or whatsapp you know somewhere and by nature of how much content is put out there in a social media channel that's what tends to be you know most leaders are hopefully following their companies on linkedin on on twitter on facebook or wherever wherever your presence is on youtube and so they're naturally going to see and come across things they're going to see those organic posts, those boosted posts, and they're just naturally going to think more about them and, and question them. And so if that's what's happening and the expectation has been established, then they're just gonna think, hey, why aren't we doing it like so-and-so? Why aren't we doing it like Mayo? Why aren't we doing it like you know like Cleveland Clinic? And that's part of it is just being able to understand how to deal with those constant comparisons. And so the communication to me has everything to do with uh, successfully meeting expectations as anything else does as the actual campaign. It's interesting how much of a difference that can make. So even if you hit your numbers, you know, if it's not communicated properly to all stakeholders, at the end of the day, it might be viewed as not as much of a success as it actually was. So just something to keep in mind, I think, with everything we do.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: So here's another uh, assumption, you know, that just kind of got backed up, got thrown on the freeway and and, and run over because we basically killed it. Wow,
2: I, you're p- feeling particularly violent today. I like it. When it comes to assumptions, we do them in. I'm, I'm telling you, man.
1: Yeah, only assumptions. Everything else in my world, I'm pretty zen right now.
2: <laughs> okay, I like it.
1: Nice, nice. Well, cool. Well, hey, you know, we're going to roll on our shout-out. We're going to wrap up this way. Shout-out. Shout-out is where we just take time to represent to say thank you to just honor or or yeah just give a shout out to a person place thing a food an idea a blog post something and here's a for the first time doing one for our for our sponsors because I said sponsors plural because as of now you know we've got a couple of them on board we've had true North custom thankfully supporting this program for several months uh, which has been an awesome ride uh, great to see their support and we have a new sponsor as of last week express docs yes. and yeah yeah uh, the express docs team have been uh, so kind and so supportive of what we do here we wanted to give them a shout out and just recognize them for how they see the world. The same way as we do and the same way that True North does that we are trying to change marketing we don't want it to be done the same way anymore because it's not as effective and so for their support we've partnered with them and so we want to recognize Express Docs as well definitely go check both of these guys out go find True North and Express Docs out there you know we try not to be not to plug too shamelessly but in this case you know it's it's deserved it's it's worthy of a shout out
2: definitely definitely well, I have one that I want, I, I did want to um, mention too, there was an a article, it was written earlier in the month, about uh, the middle of, of January, and as we're closing out uh, January, but I just saw it kind of come through my, my LinkedIn, and it's, by a, it's an article by Ronnie Wendt. And um, it's called supersize your company's social media efforts. and it's it's basically makes the argument of it's not if you should do social social media. It's like it's basically you you need to be doing social media for a number of reasons. but, I love the kind of the closing out of the article because she says something that I thought was was pretty interesting. She says the time is now to build your audience in terms of social media. The cost is low right now, actually, if you can believe it. We're in a a time, you know, and I harken back to my example a little earlier. Fifty bucks can even twenty five dollars can make a huge impact because the targeting right now, especially on Facebook, I mean, you can get very, very targeted with your messaging and who you feed the posts to, but it basically says, the time is now to build your audience. The cost is low now, but I believe it's going to increase with the next presidential election. There's a golden opportunity right now to inexpensively build your base and increase your audience. So I love that how... And that's how the the article ends. But it is essentially saying that it's not a matter of if you should be doing it. It's you need to be doing this because if you don't, you're losing out on a lot of opportunities because people... Are on their phones now and they're looking at social media as a way to understand if your product if your service is viable for them and um, to not be on there is only hurting you it can only help you to be on social media and be doing advertising and promoting there so I just really like the article so I just wanted to give that a shout out
1: yes I would say that's worthy of a shout out as well well done so hey you know we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up we're just gonna say thank you again to everybody definitely check us out man we're on twitter we're at healthcare rap we're on linkedin there's actually you can find healthcare rap on linkedin now as well where we're posting there as well uh, but come find us both individually there connect with us let us know you heard the podcast you want to just you know stay connected uh, let us know what you want to hear about what topics and what guests you'd like to have on now you know you know we've we we've always had rock stars man like we've just kept that going after the new year so I know, I know. yeah it's been awesome and we got some more coming up man we've got Jay Acunzo, a well-known author and speaker uh, he wrote the book break the wheel so we can't wait you know for this kind of stuff to come out soon hit us up there leave us a review if you haven't subscribed yet if you like what you're hearing yeah subscribe we got this coming out every week and we love to share this stuff with you yeah
2: let us know too if you have people that you think are worthy of a shout out we're in this with all of you this you are you are our posse and if you guys have people that you feel worthy of a shout
1: out let us know we'll check it out awesome yeah so thanks guys on behalf of peter and myself thanks for tuning in and that's a wrap